Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that at the end of the pod, uh, as soon as we wrap things up, there's a little bonus section here. Mike surprised us by having our friend Ben Plummer show up and rant about the latest episode, which is quite enjoyable. Uh, You're not going to want to miss that. So once you hear the music wrapping up, just stay tuned at the very end and you'll hear a little tag. Uh, And I hope you enjoy that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is exciting. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're listening to this. It's your choice. Hold on. Here comes the bridge. Hold on. Hold on. So we'll just come in and, and say hello. <laughs> Welcome oh. to Hodorcast. The what remains. Oh. <laughs> breaking news <laughs> here on Hodorcast. <laughs> this show is terrible. That's the breaking news. No. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I still are you, love the show. Oh my gosh. I, I've got a lot of work to do. I, I may have yeah, to no, you, yeah, you, you do have a lot of work to do. I still love the show. Sorry. Right. Yep. The internet it's, on my side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're always right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the whole internet's right. <laughs> The many-faced internet. They're all on my side. <laughs> Mike's replaced his face with someone from the internet. Yeah. I'm just the face of the internet. A gif. A gif. <laughs> Look like the Watchmen trailer. Everybody's got their Rorschach masks on. Ugh, that's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's already terrible. Mike has already declared it terrible. Well, well the Watchmen's seen- great. The wa- Watchmen's great, but this the this movie. Like He's talking about be. the Zack Snyder movie. That movie is great. Mike says, "Is it? Oh, no, uh, it's terrible. Come on, uh, it's visually brilliant like, and <laughs> looks like every other Zack Snyder movie." Anyway, this is welcome to Zack Snyder cast. Um, <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Game well, of Thrones. Yeah, we're, uh, I'm. I'm sitting here. Hello, I'm Jason McCarris, by the way, and I'm and sitting here with <laughs> I'm Mike McCaffrey. The bells. The bells. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll do like. Uh, I'm Mike McCaffrey. That's like Dracarys. Just how Felicia uh, said it. Dracarys. 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 She did say it very so. coolly. Dracarys. Well, you wanted to yell it when they're all standing right Yeah, I know. They're all standing yes. next to her on the beach. <laughs> we <laughs> heard you. <laughs> you always got to shout like that? Oh, Dracarys! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're talking about Season 8, Episode 5, entitled Kim. Uh, the Bells. It is The Bells. They ring for horror. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, there, there's a lot to cover in, in this episode. I, uh, no matter of what you think of whether the, the quality of the show has dipped, whether you still think it's great, I came away from this episode absolutely, completely unsatisfied as a viewer. But I think that was the intent. <laughs> unsatisfied. Well, yes. I, I guess I can see why you- you didn't like the way probably some characters died, I would guess. I don't like where many of these characters ended up by the end of this episode. Uh, some some in death and some in, some not, but just their character choices, things like that. I, but at the same time, you remember Ramsey's quote, if you think this story ends happily, you're mistaken. Which I wish I had to play on my, my fancy sound machine here. I wasn't prepared for that, but yeah, come on, Jason. Where, where, where's your where's your war machines well, here? Huh? No, where's your hundred scorpions? Had, <laughs> I had no internet all day and five minutes preparation oh, for this podcast. Good. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> and hopefully this internet holds up during the podcast because it's already dropped out while Mike and I were on pre pod. Um, yeah. So uh, 
Well, mm. where do we want to start? <laughs> yeah, thoughts? We don't start well, Kim, thoughts. Kim, what's your thought? Uh, what is your thought of this episode? I enjoyed it completely. I, I can see people's complaints about, oh, Danny's completely different now, but I com- completely bought it that she could go nuts, that she would go nuts. It doesn't bother me yeah, at Mike all. didn't believe that like two episodes ago when we told him that. She's going to turn, and Mike's like, nah. <laughs> no, I saw. No, I didn't say that she wasn't going to turn. Well, I just okay. said it just well, completely. Well, I'll go yeah, to the videotape. <laughs> all right, bring up the videotape. Roll it back. <laughs> Splice it together. But isn't that the main uh, complaint that people have? Is like, oh, daddy, she's well, that the turn was too fast, right? Murderer. Yeah. That... Well, it, yeah. Again, if you have to have a previously on and have to put together clips from the past seven seasons to make your case that this is a justified turn, without seeing the, the work put into it, then it, then it. It begs questions at that point. In time. Well, I, how is the work not put into it? It's a work well, over not- ten years is the problem. I mean, how many people are remembering these quotes from like ten years ago? That's that's See? part of the issue. <laughs> well, yeah. The, it, besides the doctor. Well, again, yeah. If, if it's a flowchart that we have to follow, if it has to be something that we have to like <laughs> carefully examine every single one. Oh, well, that's because in season two they reference the bells. So if they didn't, then you'd be like, it's unearned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, well. Well, then you tell me, I mean, like, where where does this madness come from and why? Like, why? What was the trigger? Is it because the bells? I mean, if, if we have to if we have to have a, like an previously on past seven season, then we have to have Weiss and Benioff explaining at least they, they <laughs> think they that in. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, I don't understand. Either. They're just sitting there like she's sitting there and she's like, oh, the red keep oh, blow everything up. It's like, oh, OK. I mean, and now she's the mad queen. I. This well, could have been solved. Well, that is discounting everything that's happened in the last several episodes and last season. And and also this concern that everybody's been talking about for season after season of, uh, are we sure about this? And, you know, the children are not their fathers. Well, there's there's lots of, of quotes here we can go through, but... It, but it, is it, madness it, it a switch? That's my question. I mean, like, uh, like, have we seen things in her that have indicated that she has serious mental illness to the point y- yes. of committing genocide? Yes. Yes. Or, or has her... Well, like, where? Where exactly? Uh, where? With the masters that she crucified and threw up on the wall. Or Here's the thing. She has never solved any problem on this show, major problem, without fire, without destruction. There's not been but, one. But has, has there been a time when those people we have felt did not deserve it? Has there been a time it's like, oh, these are innocents, these are slaves, these are people yes. who should be freed? Where? The master, like uh, that guy in uh, Marine... Who she married? His father. Remember, he said, "My father built this pyramid." Right. He had nothing to do with crucifying. He was against it, but he got crucified. And then the random guy from that city again, which I think I mentioned before, that they bring down into the dragon pit, and she just says, "Oh, light him up," just to or, scare the others. Or the Tarleys <laughs> last season. <clears throat> well, the Tarleys. I mean, like the Tarleys are to prove a point to say if you do not bend the knee, then this is what will yeah, happen. But, and they but were combating the war. Sense of power, where it's like everything is about. Her being recognized as the queen, if 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 if, if nothing else, you're going to die. But but these are com- these are enemy combatants. These are people who are saying like, I have defeated you in battle. Will you now bend right. the knee? We will not. So then I will execute. Well, there's a be, definite be, difference with the public this time, where she's just like laying waste to the entire city. But she has been right. telegraphing for several episodes now, including the thing with Cersei. The, she's like, I'm just going to destroy the whole city, even though she said the previous season, I don't want to rule over ashes, which. She's that's exactly what she's doing now. Right. So, I mean, if she if the previous episode, she said she didn't want to rule over ashes. And now this episode, again, like, I don't see. The, well, that I don't was like see the, back 
season ago or two seasons ago, right? With the, there's that conversation with Lady Olena where Lady Olena basically tells her, "Be a dragon, do it." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you have Missande last week who was like, mm-hmm. Dracarys is the last words. And she's like, do it. So she's got like these two factions. You've got the, the John Tyrians who are, you know, vying for peace constantly against her wishes and seem to screw it up constantly uh, with the battle plans, with everything. So she can't really trust them. Then you got Varys who's betraying her, which she knows about now. And So is this madness or is this just anger? So like the thing, the thing that bothered me about this episode is that the previous episode, Missandei gets killed right there, and she has a perfect excuse to go completely, like, batshit crazy. And instead, she goes back to Dragonstone, where they have more of this kind of machinations, like, please don't do this stuff. If they had just cut that point out, and she just got in her dragon and blew up all the scorpions, I wouldn't have any problem with that. Because Because it's like like a justifiable anger where it's like she wasn't in the right state of mind. Yes, exactly. It's a fit of rage. But, But at that moment, when everyone has surrendered and she sits there, I don't understand her train of thought. So that's the thing that I have a hard time tracking. That's the, that's the one thing where I'm like... I have a harder this... time with last week's episode where she just turned into Gollum with the ring. And it was like when she saw other people giving John affection and talking to, to John and giving him the love and saw how much they... And she says it in this episode. They love you. They don't love me like that. And that jealousy kind of brewed. And like she, the second that he told her the story about who he was, it all started falling apart. But it, but it was also a series of other events surrounding it that kind of piled on. Now, the the main turn that we saw, I'm kind of with you, Mike. I, the way they explained it doesn't make sense to me. How she looked at the Red Keep, which her ancestors built, and that's what drove her to burn the city. Why would she want to burn the Red Keep if her ancestors built it? I, I, don't, I just don't quite understand that. She just wanted to obliterate Cersei, I think. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, it, yes, I understand that. But I mean, <clears throat> as Jason said, for 300 years, the Targaryens built King's Landing. Right. And then she's like, she's raising it to the ground after 20 years of occupation, essentially. So, it, I, I mean, to But to I mean, that back, was the one thing that they pointed to in the after the episode, Benioff and Weiss were like, so this is the moment that turns her after all this lead up and all these things that have going to be pushing her in this direction. The one thing that makes her snap is seeing the Red Keep. And I'm like, it doesn't that does not make sense to me. Yeah, it's it, like again, like if they had laid more track for it, you know. I mean, and I will say that as a whole, in watching the episode in the immediate, I did enjoy it. I, it's such a tense, like such a heart, you know, heart pounding episode. Right. It's when you pull back and you go, like, well, why did these characters do this? Why did this? Do this? It's the logic problems that I have problems with. And I mean, again, like I, I feel like they could have been solved here and there. Again, like if it was a fit of rage as opposed to like a moment of quiet. Where and then she makes the decision. I mean, she should have just destroyed the Red Keep, right? Because that's where Cersei is. Yeah, I mean, if she just destroyed the Red Keep, I think everybody would probably still be on her side. Yeah, instead of like lawnmowering all of King's Landing back and forth. Wanted and just to, like, yeah, lay waste and lawnmowering. That's what I felt. She was kind of like going back and forth. Perfect lines. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just like <laughs> Drogon, go over here, a little, a little to your left. You know, Dracarys and turn and Dracarys and well, you know, you know. <laughs> but the thing um, is, like. This is we've seen it sort of since season one. There's kind of a coldness to her when it comes to murder mayhem. When Khal Drogo, mm-hmm. you know, pours that hot metal over her brother's head, and she's like, "Well, he wasn't a true dragon." That's like the first indication, maybe. But there's been lots of these. Well, how about when she locked up those guys in the dungeon to die? 
Perfect. Oh, <laughs> well, Mike unplugged his headphones and we all heard it. <laughs> Me. Oh, it's <laughs> revealing. It's magical. No, I, I heard everything you said. It's well, I, the audience did it, though, so I don't have to repeat myself for a second. But going back to the, the guys... Oh, God. What did you do? Wait, can you guys hear me? Yes. We hear you. You can hear me through your computer as well. Oh, oh whatever you did, that's better. Uh, can I make a marker here? Cool. Okay, that's it. 16 minutes. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> Edit that right out. Yeah, that will be edited. Oh, good. He's gone. Yeah, well, he was gone. muted. I mean, let's talk about how we enjoy the show still without him. <laughs> I think she never really shows mercy when she has the opportunity she always chooses violence unless she's pulled back by one of her right. advisors Dracarys! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to my point though about the when she was in Karth with the weirdos and she put them in the yeah. dungeon and left them there to die uh, mm-hmm. th- there's no point to that other than being cruel mm-hmm. well but were they I mean what what was their role? I mean, were they were they the the masters? Were they slaves? What I mean, no, she they was tried the to breaker steal of dragons, chains, right? Yeah, they tried. They stole. Well, the they tried dragons. to steal the dragons. Well, in that case, you know, lock you in a dungeon, you know, starve you to death. <laughs> I mean, well, it was, yeah, it's I the mean, equivalent of what Cersei did to uh, the oh, Sand yeah. Snakes uh, and their mother. Yeah, not Ilaria. I, yeah, Ilaria. Yeah, Ilaria. No, you're right. I mean, from a from a larger standpoint, I mean, it, part because, of the problem, I think. <clears throat> I was he's, just going to say, it, it's, some, it's so much about perspective, and they're trying to hammer you over the head with, with the perspective, yes. No, but that, Quiet, Mike. That's so, much, so much so that they're framing shots in the show to mirror previous battles, like Battle of the Bastards, behind our good pal Harry Strickland, where there's that same shot behind John, and you see the army, and then he's running away, just like mm-hmm. the Battle of the Bastards, where the whole Get Swallowed huge, up by the Yes, exactly. Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. That they're trying, they're intentionally going. Okay, the people you've been rooting for this entire time are not necessarily the heroes you thought they were. Exactly, that applies to Daenerys. Right. Well, then, so, so then, what? I mean, then why, why watch those previous five episodes? Why build this up as as though they're heroes, and then just to say like, oh, we're just kidding, they're not heroes. I mean, I mean, it's fine, but if you spend five seasons like building up this hero narrative to say, oh, but yeah. you know what, they're not really heroes. I'm totally fine with that. I don't mind a character just not meeting your expectations if it's justified, which I think it completely was. I can totally see someone under pressure for years since she was a little baby and then trying to be killed. The pressure of that just making someone snap and go freaking right. insane. And even being trying to be killed as an adult when Varys tried to kill her, you know. Go against everything they believe and murder innocent people. Like, she showed little bits of that in the past, and then she just went completely insane. I didn't watch any of this post-episode. Oh, okay. Benny well, and White stuff, so I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I remain pure. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'll tell you the thing that well, stuck that out for me. Well, that doesn't anything, Doctor. I mean, they're just talking about the episode. They don't show you the behind-the-scenes stuff or anything. Like, is there a Mad Queen little video bit or something? No, the, in the... If you watch Beyond, like, like what is it, Behind the Throne or whatever, like that little post thing, Inside the all they do... Inside the episode, they, they literally just talk about everything you just saw. They just sort of like they kind of break it down a little. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But then there's, that, then there's a whole another. There's a whole another like behind the scenes thing for every episode that's like forty minutes long each time. Yeah, yeah. That I, I stopped watching those. I was just like, <laughs> I am so exhausted. This, I, it's so much. For this podcast, I've watched them all. <laughs> we will do separate You're podcasts on each one of them. <laughs> Jason is covered in dust and rubble and blood. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, here's the thing that was interesting about the behind the scenes was, and I've heard it mentioned on other podcasts that I was listening to this week, that people just assumed that it was still Dubrovnik, that where they shot all this and the destruction happened, they literally built the entire city on the back lot in Ireland. They created uh, a back lot. Wow. All that stuff oh, was wow. built from scratch that awesome. they destroyed. It's incredible. Really incredible. I guess they couldn't blow up Dubrovnik. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much That's to blow it up? Season. How much? Uh, 4.5 million. That's a pretty good Why? deal, guys. And we could build the sets for six. After watching this episode, I always just felt so gutted. <laughs> yeah. Was so... It felt like this is a ridiculous comparison, but it felt like nine eleven, where you just felt so sick mm-hmm. afterwards and seeing, oh, massive suffering. It was like, oh, I'm taking the show too seriously. I had to watch <laughs> comedy afterwards so I could sleep. Uh, I, I watched Barry after it, so I, uh, I watched I, I did as uh, trip well. to Spain. Steve Coogan. No. <laughs> Can we talk for a second um, about the visions? Both brands' vision. From previous seasons and uh, Daenerys's vision of being in the throne room yeah. where the ceiling is gone and mm-hmm. we thought it was snow. And it was most mm-hmm. likely ash in that vision. Oh, what was Bran's mm-hmm. vision beyond like the shadow of Drogon flying over the rooftops? Oh, well, you had the Mad King in there. Yeah. Do you remember uh, the vision of the Mad King? You had uh, right, the dragon flying over King's Landing. It seems as though Weiss and Benioff are very concerned and interested in, as Jason was saying, that the they're matching many, many shots from the first couple of seasons with returning characters to who they originally were. Basically, they're saying, which, I mean, for if, if you like it, that's fine, but, I mean, Jamie, you know, Cersei, I mean, uh, Daenerys, they all sort of return to form, either from a previous lineage or who they originally were. Even Tyrion now is, you know, drinking more and becoming more, you know, a little more freeform. Bronn, they're all kind of returning back to who they were before we started. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, if, if you don't want to see growth in characters, I guess that's fine. If you want to just like, well, God. you know, that was... Well, I mean, well, the, I mean story, circle. story circle becomes complete. <laughs> but, full, but story circle implies you return having changed. They changed, and if right. They, but if they don't change, then that's something... I mean, Jamie they did... They all changed. I think all of them, yeah, in some aspect had to have changed. Well, all right. Well, then we'll go into that. One. And <laughs> yeah, sure. while I'm thinking about it, when I was complaining last week about how Brienne's character just turned into this crying woman... Yes. I watched it again, and I realized, or at least I interpreted it differently, that she's not crying for herself. She's crying for him, because I forgot that just before that she says, you know, you're a good man. You Remember that, basically. Mm-hmm. And he just says, no, I'm not. I think she's heartbroken for him, returning to that man with no honor. Mm. Whether or not he truly is, well, I guess he is. So you're saying? Uh, so I saw the, it more the, that way instead of her being like the rejected whiny, woman. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was more like ugh, her heart breaks for seeing her friend fail. Well, they had such an interesting relationship too, and and that was one of the disappointing things for me this week. Also, was I was hoping beyond hope that there was something more to Jamie's return other than just that he loves Cersei, but that's all it was. Yeah, yeah, he just basically returned to say, I, I love you, and we're the only two that matters. So. Right, and that yeah. the whole thing with Brienne didn't really matter. Period. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, I mean, yeah. It was, just, it was just. With Tormund. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, yeah, she could have been happy with Tormund. I mean, he's he's still around, and maybe he's still there, him. you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like ultimately, Jamie really learned nothing. I mean, in, in some ways, like he knew nothing because he yeah. went on this long epic trip. You know, thought he had some degree of redemption, but at the end, returns back to the person. I mean, maybe it was that he could finally get Cersei to be like, "It is just you and me." It really is just That's you and me. That's all they ever wanted, really, isn't it? 
talked I about guess. that a lot. I mean, but but yeah, I mean. That's what he wanted to die in the arms of the woman he loves. And remember, Ali, um, what's her name? Olena had said to him that you're you're sick with her or something. Yeah. I forgot what her exact words for. Like you're right. <laughs> hmm. She will be your. She will be the end of you. Something like that. Yeah. So, but Mike I mentioned can... the oh, uh, exhaustive quotes at the beginning and the the previously on with uh, Danny. Oh, I love which them. I would like I'd like to go through them really quickly, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, did, did you have something to say before we we do that, Mike? Or no, no, go okay. ahead. Uh, so the first one we hear is from Varys, and he's saying he has a better claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know that Danny actually heard, right? Because I mean, but she knows about it. We see later on. Um, Cersei says every time a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin, um, which is actually from the books as well. I understand that uh, it is Ser Barristan who says it in the books, but it's kind of a known thing that the Targaryens are mm-hmm. uh, often crazy. Probably about fifty percent of them. Um, <laughs> but was this in the show as well, or yes, was it Cersei? Not, okay. uh, that was the, you actually heard the quote. He said right, it twice. The, yeah, and actually, yeah. Um, uh, we have a guest visitor here over my shoulder. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy. <laughs> Hi. So uh, Cersei says it, but uh, Varys says it during the episode. He says it to John when he's uh, attempting to win John over. Um, yeah, that was that's the second time in the first yeah. time. Who, I don't know who said it. Did you say Cersei says it in the uh, first season? I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Sir Barristan is heard. He says the Mad King gave his enemies the justice he thought they deserved, uh, and that was. Um, during season five, when a harpy's son was taken into custody for killing an unsullied, this is the, the clip I had sent you, Mike, I think, um, where you and Ben, when we had that conversation the other day, she, uh, she's going to execute him and she doesn't relent. She does execute him and the people turn on her. The people who are yelling Misa, Misa and loved her were suddenly hissing at her. That's yeah, that's the guy who was so devoted to her. Another example of her killing people. Without showing no mercy, he killed that harpy, sons of the harpy guy. Right, right. And everyone okay, said, so she's please, like, she's mercy, mercy. Then, He's like, so, nope, so we're, we're almost through these quotes. <laughs> the next one's Tyrion. Children are not their fathers, which he was talking to John uh, during season seven. But I know he also mentioned that to Cersei, said too. That when they, a couple times. Because yeah. when, they, when they met first in the, the palace in Marine, I think he said that to them. Because clearly his father was not a legacy he wanted to continue, and, and hers either. Um but then uh, Lady Olena, this was an interesting conversation that I went back and watched. Uh, here's the whole context. She says, peace, do you think that's what we had under your father or his father or his? Peace never lasts, my dear. Will you take a bit of advice from an old woman? He's a clever man, your hand, meaning Tyrion. I've known a great many clever men. I've outlived them all. You know why? I ignored them. The lords of Westeros are sheep. Are you a sheep? No, you're a dragon. Be a dragon. Um, and then... We hear Sir Jorah, you have a gentle heart, Khaleesi. Maester Aemon, a Targaryen alone in the world is a terrible thing. Remember his, her response to the, you have a gentle heart, she says, I do not have a gentle heart, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah, you might be right. I don't remember that one. And then the last one is her brother saying, you don't want to wake the dragon, do you? Um, I thought they were interesting, all interesting quotes. And, and a few had me going back to remember what they were, because some of them out of context I didn't quite remember. But they, mm-hmm. there has been the groundwork laid. Whether it happened too suddenly, I think that's a whole other point. Because for it to happen with one episode left feels super rushed and weird. Yeah, I would love to see another five episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole this whole last two seasons, six episodes, it's just not enough. You know? yeah. It it's it's not. And that I mean, again, if she were like, because like 
we have this episode now where like she shows up and she's got the weird, you know, circles in her eyes. I'm like, right. whoa, where'd that come from? It's like they, they put a whole lot of crazy on her in just well, a couple of episodes. Probably because she and, hasn't eaten either, but yeah. But, but again, child. that's a what's that? She well, lost I, another I, one of her child. Children. This is true. true, but again, yeah. we're we're being told these things, and we're not seeing it like elongated out. Where it's like, you know, over the course of of a longer season, to see this happen, as opposed to like, oh, she hasn't been eating, eating and and now she's the Mad Queen, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it had they had ten ep- ten episodes to burn through and been like, ooh, wow, she's going darker and darker and darker. Yeah. It would have been better. But this well, is much more shocking the, and amazing to see it happen. In, yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, for for a show which which was all about the character developments and, and and watching these characters incrementally change or come to realizations or, or get set back to have this sudden flip mm-hmm. feels very. It feels very TV. It feels like haha. And and also, I mean, if in fact this is the way the the show had always been meant to to go through. Then for the past five seasons, you know, we've been sort of been misled by them on this narrative of like she's going to be good. Be, and I get it. Like, you know, that's that's what we thought Ned was going to be the hero. And then mm-hmm. but for five seasons, we have been misled by the showrunners to put our faith into this character. And I then at the last minute, I don't know if that's being so. misled, though, because I think <laughs> the, there is also the danger of telegraphing things too much. And then, you know, what's going to happen before you see it. Like the thing with the dragon last week, I heard a complaint that. Or uh, yeah, it was last week when the dragon died, right? Uh, that yeah. people were complaining. Well, we should have seen some sort of setup earlier in the episode that would have implied that Euron was out there with the fleet. Uh, yeah. That and, and that that would have ruined the moment because that was such a shocking moment because they're having this peaceful little flight and then he just gets nailed with these arrows. But is it shocking or is it like just shocking for the moment with no logic behind it? I mean, I mean, everyone's obviously talked about the the fact that. The scorpions were so so good at hitting three times. Now they can't yeah. hit once. But I mean, like it's so convenient. But there's a point to that, that too. I think. I mean, at least an intention behind that, which is that the, it, that she's coming from straight above, as opposed to coming, you know, to, at a point where they can hit her. That was the whole thing. Which is, she's right, you know, by, you know, on top of the sun, coming straight down, and he's looking straight up. So they can't get all the way up with the stupid scorpion. But the but it doesn't explain why the ones on the sides that are further out couldn't have possibly or from. You know the the gates of the the city. They might have had a shot at getting her coming straight mm-hmm. down. Yeah. They looked like they were pretty far off the coast in later shots when they see yeah. the fleet burning. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they they got off like three to five shots at her, and then they couldn't hit her from that point on. And I, we we have to also say that the Drogon's fire is significantly more powerful than I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is ex- ex- what? No? Oh, I said. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is fire which blows up rocks. I mean, I don't... Yeah, and buildings, like, insane I, amounts. Cuts through the building, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't seen... Like, this is, like, crazy fire. This is like, Where was that? It's, well, it's kind of like in the Infinity War. You see like. how Dragon... Not Dragon... How Harren Hall is melted down because it was attracted by Dragon. Attracted yeah, I mean, I guess... It, by Dragon. Yeah, I mean, I, I did think about that. I mean, I, I mean, to go back to it, I mean, Danny was so selfless in fighting against the White Walkers and so... You know, she's willing to, to sacrifice her own people and all this sort of stuff. And then it's a quick flip of the switch. Again, I would have liked to see three or four episodes of her mourning the loss of her dragon, of seeing how Westeros, because we've never really had her actually sit in Westeros and say, wow, these people really are different. We've had maybe a couple of times because yeah. she sits in Dragonstone and then it's the whole thing with the White Walkers. We never had her actually sit there and say, these people aren't the people who will follow me. They're different. 
So that that I would have appreciated doing. So also her participating in the battle for Winterfell was partly because she loves John. Right. And then after he breaks her heart, uh, well, can, she says uh, that. again goes to her losing her mind. <laughs> she said that in the conversation with Sansa that the only reason she was there was because yeah. she loved John. Yeah. I love that moment when she said, "Okay, let it be fear." I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Um, well, we we've gotten like a half an hour in in here, and we haven't even started uh, breaking <laughs> through this episode. Go, Jason. Um, well, so uh, we start out with Varys, who's writing a letter in his Poor chambers, bastard. writing a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> writing a tweet. He's writing a tweet to the Seven <laughs> Kingdoms. <a> quilt, then. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, did he get actually, any of those out? I didn't quite. I don't know if he did because it seems like in the later scene where they came and got him, he was still writing. So he, yeah, he had like a little pile like he was going to send him. Yeah, I and he did burn he it, it, and he, he took off all the jewelry, you know, like Donnie Brasco. It was it was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, that, that kind of seemed like a quick end to such a major character. I will yeah. agree. That, like, oh. But she did yeah. tell him. She said if he, she if she did. ever found out he betrayed him, he, he would she would burn him. But but him. isn't but but Varys has was again the smartest person in the kingdom. Yeah, he should know better. I mean, he again this is this falls into the category of doing dumb things, and he is actively openly courting dissent with theoretically the Mad Queen, and he's not he's not covering his tracks as he did with all the other kings before. But what um, was he supposed to do exactly other than try and convince Tyrion, who he trusted, and John, who was the last hope? But I mean, a. I, I, Varys never plays the short game. Varys is always playing the longer game and, like, finding the infrastructure in order to make changes. This was such a weird, like, I've got to stop this right now. I'm going to make my final end play because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. But, I I mean, it's, it just seemed out of, it just seemed out of character for him. I I think he also had the pressure of time because the armies are marching south. He knows that she's going to lay waste to the city, so he desperately has to do something to try and stop that. Maybe he thinks, if I tell the world the truth about Jon Snow, but yeah, I agree that he had been so careful in the past, but he was caught fairly easily doing such a treasonous thing. Yeah. Well, out on the beach, you know, it's like, it's kind of a weird place to have a meeting, you know. (laughs) Well, so this is Um, actually one of the first times we've ever seen. Oh, there we go. Yeah. This is one of the first times we've actually seen Varys with one of the little birds. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. And that he's trying to poison her. It's pretty obvious from the scene that he did. You not catch that? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, because she, she uh, the oh, girl says a, she won't eat, and he says, mm-hmm. "Well, we'll try again at supper." And she said, "The girl says they're oh, watching me." And he says, "Well, you know that's their job, and the greater the risk, the greater the reward. Go on, they'll be missing you in the kitchen." So this girl works in the kitchen clearly, and he's trying mm-hmm. to to poison Daenerys, or maybe was already starting to poison her. Maybe that's why yeah. she has the eye color. Ooh, Who knows? Ooh, that's a thought. Who knows? Um, but it seems like that was his intention. And then, I also thought because she had lost Missandei, there's no one to do her hair. So that's yes. also why she no. looked so mess- yeah, disheveled. It, well, her, her hair was not tied up in the braid that it usually is, the Dothraki braid, because we've <laughs> yeah, seen Missandei doing that. it should have just been all before. loose and crazy looking. That would have been. Yeah. This is all just a bad hair day. That's what's going on. It's just, you just... Well, I made the case before that if you know they had Zoloft or Paxil in uh, the Westeros, this all could have been avoided. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> um, so the beach is the next scene. Varys talking to John, and uh, mm-hmm. we uh, talked oh, a little Tyrion. bit about this. Uh, yeah, Tyrion's watching, but Varys is is meeting John, and uh, oh, actually, that, oh, oh, that's yes, and that's when that he quote. That, yeah, we heard. They say every time a Targaryen is born, the gods toss a coin, and the world holds its breath. Not much for riddles where I'm from. 
<laughs> John's not much for riddles. Um, but yeah, so it, the, the reinforcing that that narrative that they started in before that the Targaryens are fifty fifty crazy. But I guess did we not believe them? I don't know. <laughs> nah. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's. The problem, one of the problems is that, I mean, I, I get it, there's inbreeding and there's, that's a big <laughs> problem with the Targaryens, for sure. No, that's legitimately a reason. It's legitimately a reason, but then you also have to go back and say they also ruled for 300 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whatever happened in, in I mean, either the, the coin came up heads for 300 years. Because they had or, dragons. <laughs> well, they had dragons, but I mean, at the end, you know, it was the Mad King who burned everything down. Um, but, but, I mean, it... it that's not Maybe a bad point. Though, of madness. It's not a bad point the doctor makes though, because they did have dragons all those years, and then they finally kind of faded out where the dragons got small, right? Yeah. Well, when was the last dragon? When like what, they said hundreds of did, years ago. But it was the size of a dog or something, right? Yeah, I mean, he showed up three hundred. <laughs> the size of a kitty. <laughs> Beware, <laughs> mother of cats. <laughs> Doesn't Chrissy have that shirt? Like, mother yes, of cats? she has the yeah. Uh, my, Forcing yeah, him in. Mother of mother cats. Of cats. Oh, no. <laughs> he's all mad. I just disturbed him. Uh, there's a point I wanted to make about John here, which is that he's a fool who doesn't learn his lessons. Yeah. It, it, it's a continual yep. thing that happens every season, and somebody's just like, you know, yep. think about a couple or last season when they had this stupid meeting uh, with Cersei mm-hmm. where they brought out the mm-hmm. White Walker, and it's like, you know, you, you couldn't break your word once. You couldn't lie yeah. now and don't then. Don't you and just, know? I don't tell a lie sometimes. And, and it's this honor that he still takes from Ned Stark that's kind of carrying him through this series yeah. that he cannot uh. break his word and he cannot break a vow. And, and it's cost people thousands and thousands of lives at this point. I mean, has Ned ever – did Ned ever lie even in the smallest capacity? Like well, even yeah. like The biggest lie was nice that, that John was his son. Ooh. Well, this is true. Yes, this is true. He kept this giant lie. Yeah. So why, why, does, why does John feel this compulsion to – yeah. Always like this Superman kind of character who, right. to the detriment of millions, tell you know tell the truth at all times. Yeah, and it, it, I, and it really should have caused him to question it when he found out the truth about himself in this season. Yeah, I mean he should have been like, oh my, my dad lied to me. What does this mean? Then then what am I standing up for? You know, I mean, it's, yeah. It, I mean he is as culpable in some ways. I mean, as, as you know, Cersei or any of these people because he is so dogged with telling the truth to the detriment of others in some ways he has a degree of culpability you know it's like yeah. if you just would have been like i'm not gonna lie but i'm not gonna share this information Don't with my two sisters sansa. yes <laughs> yeah that was well technically it was bran who told sansa <laughs> i loved yeah. in the beginning of the episode <laughs> all right it's like i have to tell you something and then i was i kind of joked with chrissy i'm like bran tell them <laughs> oh, i have yeah. to tell you something <laughs> uh, speaking of duds man bran is a yeah, and he, he's got one more episode to justify seven seasons of being carried well, around. Can I make two <laughs> two ridiculous uh, predictions that I, I, yeah. I I'm like ninety nine percent are going to come true next week? Oh, uh-huh. I think uh, these are not based on anybody else's theories. These are my these theories are my own stupid theories. One uh, because Sansa is now the enemy who ruined all this by by blabbermouthing. Uh, Danny's going to attack uh, the North. No. And, and Bran is going to warg into the dragon. That's my my theory. Because oh, otherwise, he served warging. no purpose in this entire season at all, except to just sit there and be weird and tell John who his dad was. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, but for a character that we've followed through all these seasons to have such a little part through this whole season doesn't make sense. Through this season. 
Okay. It's, yeah. Well, but even even in past seasons, I mean, there was so much effort to protect him, so much effort to get him to places. Yeah. And really, I mean, he's not. It hasn't been a good return on investment. It's been like, what, what did you do again? Second dumb theory, which is yeah. Danny's going to try and burn John. He's not going to burn because he's, he's a dragon. I, I thought about that, but do you remember when... Because we had that shot Castle with the Black. Night King. Don't forget the shot with the Night King where they're like, we don't know if it works. And, they, they, and he just turned oh, around oh, and he yes. smiled and, or smirked. Oh, yeah. so. uh, do you remember in, uh, when he was first at Castle Black and uh, Sir J or Sir Lord Commander Mormont was there and they had the first guy that turned into a white walker and he killed him and then he came back to life remember that scene no, I, no i'm sorry i'm confused they had there was a ranger or one of the night's watch had gone out and gotten killed and they brought his body oh back right and, oh yeah 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 and then he came back to life right and uh ghost had noticed him and attacked him but i think he tried throwing or he did throw a lit lantern at him and he burned his hand yes Oh, okay. Well, That's, I don't yeah. think he will be impervious to fire, unless they retcon right. that. <laughs> Maybe John? it was just what? a gut reaction. Yeah, because John, John burned his hand. John might have burned his hand. Lantern. But I mean, I, well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. It's. Uh, but maybe he just thought he would on. burn. Did he burn his hand? I mean, is this... <laughs> he didn't have a bandage on it hand. later, did I he? Remember. I think he did. He yeah, did really. Like, but okay. I was pretty sure he reacted to, when he threw it. Like, ah, it's hot. All right. Well, thanks for ruining my theory, Doctor. <laughs> Jeez. I'll go back in there. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's a Targaryen, he should be fireproof, right? I mean, I don't, what, what's half. the... All right, well, then maybe it's the left half that's, that's okay. Like all cool people. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's skip along here. Varys gets arrested. He takes off his jewelry and burns the note. Uh, then they take him out to Dragonstone. And, but the line that killed me was Varys said, I hope I deserved it. Truly, I do. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Goodbye, old friend. And they, they mentioned something in the after the show was that interesting is that reaction from Varys because Tyrion grabs his arm and he's never been touched, I guess, like in the entire series. Uh, no. So yeah, that's what that's they not said. True. No yes. nonsense. He went to Littlefinger's brothel and uh, to meet with Roz, the prostitute. Mm-hmm. And she tried to seduce him and rubbed his thigh. And he's like, oh, well, I, <laughs> apparently well, I'm incorrect. <laughs> Only Roz can touch him. <laughs> I mean, he's been touched. Oh, so it's one of the crazy. few times that he's been touched in the series. Roz she's reaching between his legs, him. and she's like, "Oh, uh. oh, <laughs> that's like, a good, yeah. good recall, Doctor." Yeah. Oh. Well, never mind. Well, why were you looking at that scene? What's going on? I, I just remember it. <laughs> I've watched the whole entire series. I think three times. Oh, three times. Least oh my times. goodness. Right, kid. So. Uh, we, we talked about uh, Danny had promised that she would burn him if he if he betrayed her, and mm-hmm. and Mike also mentioned how she calmly just kind of said Dracarys, Dracarys, <laughs> like she was on NPR, <laughs> Dracarys, <laughs> so, so, such a low key by the way kind of thing. It's like the dragon's like, did you say Dracarys? I didn't quite. And then he paused for a good long time. Smoking a cigarette. Is he actually going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that looks so cool when he loomed out of the dark. Yeah. I thought he was going to eat him. I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Kim's just all the dragons. She is just. Oh, my God. So when the dragon was burning up all the uh, scorpions and the boats, I was like, ah, yes. But then when he kept going and he was killing all these innocent people, I'm like, somebody kill that dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Somebody stop her. <laughs> oh. 
So Daenerys oh. gives Grey Worm Masande's slave collar, and he throws it in the fire. It's like the last thing she owned. So they at least had to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have her in the episode in, in yeah. some way to remind us. Um, and then John and Danny have that weird talk, um, where she said, "What did I say would happen if you told your sister?" Which mm-hmm. I thought was well, you know, it, it, it's funny because everything she happen? says has some legitimacy and some truth to it. You can see the paranoia setting in through all this. But when she's saying this stuff, she's right. She's I, feeling all these years of her effort and suffering mm-hmm. and everything. She's put up with just crumbling and she can't do anything Just because about it. he doesn't listen to her. Yep. I blame Jon Snow for Big this mouth. King's Landing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jon Snow's responsible for a lot of this. He's, uh, yeah. But then she tries to kiss him right after she, like, burned Varys. I'm like, mm, could you wait, like, a couple hours, maybe? <laughs> He's like, uh, maybe? No, you're my aunt. <laughs> Still my aunt. Not going to change it. A little weird. <laughs> yeah. Fine. So Tyrion has a scene with Danny. He's pleading for King's Landing, trying to save them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and he, he gets through to her, right? When you, when, you, when you hear the bells, then call up the attack. And what does she say? Like, she says she didn't say anything. She exactly. looks like Grey Worm. Like, yeah. She yes, kinda, okay. yeah, she kind of gives a nod, but she doesn't say anything. Well, for the sure. ninth time, he pleads for leniency and like, let me talk to my sister. Let me right. listen to the bells. It's like Jesus. I mean, when did Tyrion become such a like? So I mean, he he's become such the offender of the people. Yeah. But it's it's so. I mean, again, this is this is my advocation that he will eventually sit on the Iron Throne because he is the person who cares the most about about Westeros now. I mean, there's nobody else left. Right. John doesn't want the throne. Danny's not suited. I mean, but to skip ahead a little bit, he was willing to sacrifice himself this week. And mm-hmm. he eloquently kind of said it. And I think, well, maybe I'll, I'll have that sound clip. Uh, in fact, I have it right here where he says tens of thousands of people versus a dwarf. Tens of thousands of innocent lives. One not particularly innocent dwarf. It seems like a fair trade. Which I think is a really cool line. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it exemplifies kind of who he is. He's willing to sacrifice himself to save all these people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you think he'll be on the Iron Throne at the end, Mike? At every stage from the past, like, three or four years, all he's done has been think about the people. I mean, he pledged his allegiance to, to Danny. Right. And now he's very he, he's the only one who, who is thinking ahead, saying, listen, there's all these people who are going to die. He holds her off time and time again. I mean, who is going to be on the – maybe no one will be on the Iron Throne. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Sansa. Maybe it will be Jon Snow. But – He's the one who deserves it the most at this point in time because yeah. he's the one who has changed the most and for the better. Not necessarily, I mean, that doesn't mean that, like, I mean, who, who, it could be, you know, whomever. I mean, Gilly could be on the throne for all we know at this point in time. <laughs> Please, Lord, no. <laughs> that would be the ultimate. Then I would denounce the entire show. Then Jason would push through a brick wall and plumb it to his death. <laughs> Jump into fire. <laughs> How did you like the mountain with a knife through his face? Like, let's keep yeah. fighting. Yeah. I <laughs> love that. Undead well, zombie I was, mountain. I'm just like, God, what did Kyburn do to him? <laughs> and why didn't he do it more? I mean, that, that's the question more? I have. I thought, yeah, well, yes. Knife I mean, why not? No, no, no. <laughs> I'd like, why, didn't, why didn't Kyburn make more of these guys? Oh. I mean, like, that's what I thought was that we were building up to. That Kyburn, like, in season seven, picks up this zombie arm. I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. And he's figured out how to reanimate the dead. Why not build your own undead army? They, I mean, those guys were just as tough as the White Walkers. I mean, the mountain yeah. stabbed through the head. And he's like, yeah, what are you going to do? Just you know, I mean, didn't have the funding all the time. He pulled the knife out and he wanted to yeah. keep fighting. 
Yeah, he wanted funding. to keep fighting. <laughs> I totally laughed at that thing you t- tweeted, Jason, about <laughs> Jon Snow. There's not, nothing in the budget for him to pet ghosts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Burn down well, the entire city for 45 minutes. but We built a one square mile set for this yeah. and burned it down. Would that, would that, that's a legitimate quote. To... Yeah, that, that's what that's what the the, the showrunner said or the showrunner the, the VFX guy right. said. Yeah, you know, it was just you know he's right. a CG wolf, and to get him in the shot, it's like what the hell are you guys talking about? Yeah. Holy shit! You had ninety minutes of nonstop CG. He's like, yeah, you know, we have to get a guy in a green suit and have him like pet him and we gotta get to a simulate guy. fur. I mean, you know, it's like what what are you guys that fur doing? Isn't but, cheap. But we did itself. build a facsimile of King's Landing on a one-to-one scale. Um, dummies, I mean, what are you guys doing? You know, it's... one-to-one. Poor ghost. That still makes oh, yeah. me sad. Yeah. That yeah. fake dog makes me sad. <laughs> I would touch you before. Fake animals you. make me sad too. <laughs> oh, Chrissy, it was. You should see how despondent she was when something happens to the dragons or. The dire wolves. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Sarah didn't like when the horse died. I was like, honey, it's a oh, CG yeah, horse. Same, it's okay. Same thing with Chrissy. Yeah, she was very upset with the horse. Yeah. Oh, well, the horse. Yeah. yeah. And the horse <laughs> maybe came back. Who knows? It's hard to tell. Yeah, I um, don't think, think that was the same horse. Yeah. Although someone pointed out that uh, the girl who was running was holding a white horse at all times. I didn't even notice that until she was burned up. Hmm. Yeah, I'm like, what? Again. Like, who's watching that? You know, everybody. So, well, so and Aaron uh, Rodgers somewhere. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is in there. Yeah, he was in the. Oh, uh, where was he? I... After the show I making of, he's in there. He was talking about it. He uh, he rescues some uh, girl or somebody. He just he's in the mass of people getting burned up and running away. Is he and, recognizable if you really look? Uh, I think somebody posted a picture. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. the but he's in the behind the scenes video. In costume, yeah. So well, Mike had a good quip because Chrissy mentioned on his page uh, in his uh, Facebook post about Aaron Rodgers, and Mike said, I-, "I missed him because I was looking for him in the Super Bowl." Zing, <laughs> zing. zing. <laughs> well, that's gonna get on Kimmel. Woo! <laughs> And then I'm going to sue him for it. <laughs> and then you, you mentioned uh, something about double check, but you forgot the discount. Uh, discount uh, double well, check. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't work it in tight enough. I was like, eh, and yeah. it's not even a funny joke. Yeah. It's like, eh. <laughs> just, just topping off that, that corny first joke with a, you know, yep. a follow-up. A hat so. on a hat. No double dip. <laughs> no discount double dip. So, ah, hey, triple dip. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Jamie is stupid and gets caught, and uh, Danny says stupidest to Tyrion, Lannister. "Yeah, well, yeah, he did say Cersei always said he was the stupidest Lannister." Um, but Danny warns Tyrion, "You fail me again, it'll be the last time." And uh, to this point, I'm kind of like, "Yeah, yeah let him get away with quite a bit." I know, <laughs> He's yeah, failed her at least three major times. I yeah. I don't know how many more chances she could possibly give him. She doesn't have any more advisors. She's down to her last one. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, in some ways, it's Tyrion's fault for her going crazy because he has gotten all of her advisors killed. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> well, her army. She would too. Like, I, mean, I wouldn't say he got Jorah killed. <laughs> well, but like, like if he would have just been like, she would like, let's just march over to King's Landing and take over that first, mm-hmm. and then we'll go take care of the White Walkers. 
That sounds like a good plan. Because, I mean, ultimately, that's what she did anyways. And she'd be like, all right, I rule King's Landing. John convinced her more than Tyrion to go north, but... Didn't he do the Queen of the Ashes? You know, you want to be queen of... Uh, Had sex. That's all. No, I'm talking about Tyrion. Didn't Tyrion (laughs) say that? (laughs) Queen of the Ashes. In a a previous season, he said that, yeah. Yeah, Tyrion said that, yeah. So he, I I mean, which is a a powerful statement. I thought someone said said that about Littlefinger. He would be King of the Ashes if... I think Vera said that about him. Well, I know that she actually said she didn't want to be Queen of the Ashes in a previous season as well. But that didn't work out. I'm just very upset that I won't be able to watch the show live next week because we have a stupid event at work. (laughs) Schedule on the last night. Oh my God, are you serious? Yes. Uh, What what work event is happening? How many people are going to show up for this? Uh, We have a major fundraiser for our summer musicals. That's a whole other ball of nonsense. Oh my God. (laughs) Back to the show. Be sick, Kim. Be sick. Oh, that's so sick. I got a little gray scale here. A little gray worm scale. Oh, All dressed terrible. up like Brienne. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't come into work today. Why are you dressed like that? No reason. I just I feel very comfortable like this. It's, uh... In full armor. Would you so, call me Sir Miller? I'm going to kind of cut to the chase here. So Tyrion frees Jamie, which is kind of repaying what happened when Jamie freed him when he was on trial and he ended up killing Tywin. Um... And then, so Jamie runs off. That was a very sweet moment, wasn't it? It was. It was actually a really sweet goodbye. I would never have survived my childhood without you. Yeah, that was very nice. Very nice. I was going to... Last time they ever saw each other. Yeah. Uh, It's... uh, See, here's... I mean, it's a very TV moment. Very nice, very, very nice, beautiful TV moment. So are you going to have these TV moments and then, like, turn around and and heel turn everybody? That's that's the thing which is a little bit of a disconnect, because you have these beautiful... Because it's it's the most open they've ever been with each other, and then Jamie dies. So you know, good good job. You know, well, you, you so I don't get. Are you happy about that or unhappy about? <laughs> I like the scene, but right. again, it's 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 it goes to a larger. I a guess you say it's a very TV moment. I don't fully understand what you mean. What I mean, it, it's a, it's a very opportunistic. It's 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 sculpted for TV. Well, yeah, in some ways they are too perfect. In some in some ways. Like TV moments are things where like they're sensational and shocking in the moment for a television show, and then you cut to black, and then you're at the end of the commercial break or at the end of the the episode. And it's like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? As opposed to being like, no, we're just going to keep on building a solid story, solid story, and then whatever happens, it is based on this sort of sound structure. As opposed to like, like I don't want to say lost, but I mean like there's a lot of TV shows which build up to these moments at the end of every episode, which is so shocking. But then when you piece them together, one after the other, it's like, none of that made any sense. Okay. Well, I don't know that they, they never made any sense. I mean, there, there are some cliffhanger kind of shows that tend to work. I, but as a, a model, it doesn't that's – a, that's, that's a well you can't go to that many times. Because I think the more you go to that, the more you have to create and come up with answers for that weren't necessarily there to begin with. You're just trying to entice people to come back for the next episode. It's, it's candy sort of. Well, it is. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it feels like they're moving a little more and more towards that. And, and also in TV, there's kind of saccharine moments. This was an earned moment. I didn't mind it, but I guess what I'm saying is that to have this heartfelt moment between these two characters in a show where supposedly chaos rules and, and characters can turn evil in in a heartbeat, it felt very convenient. So, 
I'm not quibbling about it too much. We can move on. I'm just, I'm just, but I, well, I like yeah, them too. I, I, yeah. I guess I, I, I must have missed where we were connecting the, the kind of cliffhanger element versus the, the heartfelt moment. Well, Kim, Kim was asking for a definition of what a, what a TV moment no, is. Oh, okay. Describes oh, okay. things TV as TV moment. moments. Gotcha. I see. Yeah. Something you wouldn't see necessarily in real life. Well, real life or even HBO kind of series where, mm-hmm. where they're not necessarily dependent upon keeping the audience for the next episode or through the next commercial break. You know, where they don't have to. Right. They're like, we, we are quality in and of itself. And if you choose not to watch it, that's your fault. So, right. Um, <laughs> we are quality. <laughs> well, they, they, that's what that's their moniker. It's not TV. It's HBO. So, I mean, that yeah. that is what they've stood by. And yes. So. So uh, anyway, uh, now we're getting into the battle and we're we're things start moving pretty fast. Euron's looking out. Mm. We see people preparing for the battle. Arya and the Hound are making their way in. There was kind of a funny scene earlier where they came up to the guard and Arya said, I'm going to kill the queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not even make a moment of it. Anymore. I'm going to kill the queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a funny bit, but it's like. Where were your masks, Arya? This whole episode, like, where good were point. your masks? Uh, she's, you know, supposed to be so good. She's like, I'm going to go kill a queen. I mean, maybe that was the proper thing to say to that guy at that one point in time. <laughs> well, the hound like, had what? actually a pretty good rationale for it too. He's like, so what if she does? If she, if she does, maybe you're not going to die in battle tomorrow. And the guy's like, hang on, let me talk to my supervisor. Somebody had commented like they must have ditched their horses. And- Hopped on the high-speed rail to get to King's Landing so fast. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that journey take like a month or something? But whatever. Yeah. It's several hundred miles. It's fine. Yeah, it, it it's fine. Is... We've only got one episode left. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Just get them down there. It's fine. We want to see them there. We don't want to have them like traveling and like, oh, no, bandits, you know. Visiting hot pie. <laughs> wait, wait, did we Where miss the whole pie? thing? <laughs> hot pie's oh, still hot, making hot pies. pies. He's, he's the only happy character in the entire show. He's still yeah, none of them even know what's going on there. Just like doo-doo. bread that looks like direwolves. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, if, if he's if he's south of the wall, he's fine. So yeah, or um, south of Winterfell, I should say. So then we see Harry Strickland taking his position, uh, and Cersei's looking over the balcony from the Red Keep. Um, and then as the Hound and Arya are going into King's Landing. They're overtaking th- this mother-daughter team that they've set up as kind of uh, an audience surrogate, short-haired uh, mother with the, yeah. the daughter. And, and the Hound and Arya take their spots as the doors close, so they get locked out mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the, that area there. Mm-hmm. Um, as does Jamie, who's waving his golden hand, trying to get the attention <laughs> of the, uh, once again. I've got a golden hand. I've got a golden hand. I've got a golden ticket, Willy Wonka. Oh, <laughs> Come on, Doctor. Come on. Watch it since I was a kid. What? Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, I take that back. <laughs> Double feature, Willy Wonka and Willow. I All mean, the I W's. You haven't got that. <laughs> Wobo Cup. Wobo Cup. Wobo Cup. So Danny attacks from straight above, which we talked about earlier. The dragon fire wipes out like half the fleet almost instantly. And yes. after a couple more passes, the entire fleet's gone, including Euron, yeah. who jumps off of his boat. Uh, makes a little sound as he goes. Yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, Harry Strickland and the Golden Company get wiped out almost immediately by the dragon fire coming through the doors and blowing them away. And uh, 
And then Grey Worm spears uh, Harry Strickland in the back. R.I.P. Harry Strickland. We hardly do ye. Um, Harry. And then uh, the Dothraki take out the immediate soldiers in the gates. Danny's trying yeah, to... Yeah, there's surprisingly more Dothraki alive yes. than I expected. <laughs> but we learned <laughs> last year... Where did come from? <laughs> yeah, there were 50%, which was way more than we thought. Right. Unsnapped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's an interesting thing that you say there with the snap. I, I thought this week a little bit more about... Because of this whole th- conversation we've been having about Danny and the turn and th- how quick it was in the motivation. And it was like, you know, Thanos had a way better motivation to wipe out half the people on the planet. Don't you think? <laughs> well, um, as opposed to who? As opposed to, the, as like opposed to Danny or? for taking out an entire city. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> well, that was a, yeah. That was just well, nuts. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. <she's, laughs> He, he, like I will say, like if you watch the the after the the Thrones thing, Tim, at one point yeah. in time I think it's Weiss, but several times these guys say, I think Danny thinks that blah 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 blah, or I think that Tyrion thinks that like you don't know, <laughs> you you wrote oh. this, you should know, <laughs> like at several times they say, well, but I mean you're the writer, you should say. <laughs> I think when Danny sees the, the most red keep, she's complaint. thinking. I know. Well, but I mean, like, is 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 he really questioning? Is like, well, I oh, kind of think she thinks it, or is he definitive about it? Like, it, because that's the thing where it's like, is is this? You should say when <laughs> when she sees the red keep, she snaps. It shouldn't be like I think she's thinking this. Like, no, you know, we're critiquing the, the critiques. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, critiquing I'm critiquing the, the showrunner. I'm critiquing the showrunner. <laughs> For not knowing I, what his characters are thinking. I'm confident that they are competent enough to know what they're doing. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> mm, Wayne, uh, Troy. I, what? <laughs> he, he's, he's mentioning their previous credits, which is being oh. used to discredit them currently. Well, There's this well. whole campaign going on right now like the, of this uh, the crisis, yes, crisis of confidence <laughs> in the showrunners. They can't make the landing. They can't stick the landing. And now yeah. they're doing the first Star Wars movie, and everybody's panicking about that now. Oh, I, 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 I thought that was going to go You worked away. Star Wars I thought, into it. <laughs> I, 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 I had to. It's my Jeez. job. Bring Star Wars into it. <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about the, somebody started. If you Google bad writers, their pictures come up. Yeah. The, the, oh, the first no, hit. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that true? Is I that... thought that was a Reddit thing. Yeah, like they oh, pushed it know. through all these Reddit people like here. Upvote this picture. Well, I, I've also thought a lot about what are what is the issue that that what's what is causing people to have so much of a problem with this in the last couple of seasons where we don't have the the book to rely on anymore. Is it more about plot because they wrote brilliant scripts for the first uh, six seasons of this show, and the last two seasons have been uneven. I mean, yeah. there's there's kind of no denying that I've loved them and they're they're I think they're great, but they they are not what. This, because of the source material they had to work off of before was so strong, these episodes can't compare. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I mean, George R. R. Martin's books are, I mean, I'm ne- having never read them, they <laughs> seem to be this amazing template for, mm-hmm. and, and his whole premise, like he did Beauty and the Beast, you know, in the 90s. He, he wrote that series. And he said, I don't want to write TV anymore. I, I, I want to do something that's unique and different. And that's what this was. And then I think once they got untethered from that, and, and I mean, I will speak a, from a little bit of experience in a writer's room, is that a writer's room is this flow and ebb of ideas, and you might glom onto something which seems so great, but it might not serve the overall picture. And, and 
I mean, like we've seen it like in the show Lost, where um, mm-hmm. who's Michael Michael Emerson? Was it Michael, yeah, Michael Emerson? Emerson? Yeah. Emerson? My, supposed to be three episodes, mm-hmm. but suddenly he became the big bad because they were so enamored with him. Yeah. And it, well, that it happened is with Leanna Mormont in this show. Where exactly. She was, she was only supposed to be in like one episode. And I don't know if George R. R. Martin would be seduced by those things, or you just say, "No, this character dies. This this happens to this character." So, and I think I, maybe even what we saw later in this episode with Clegane Bowl is pretty. I mean, it, it seems like from watching their their interviews afterwards, they were like, "This is the kind of fan service that we were really into too, as fans of this show. We really wanted to see this because yeah. we knew everybody wanted to see it, but we did too. That's why we did it." Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's how it's going to end up in the books because. George R. R. Martin has a very different perspective of of the story, I think. I, I mean, to me, I, like when the Hound saw his brother as this, like, senseless zombie, to me, mm-hmm. like, that felt like that was enough. It's like, oh, brother, yeah, you, you're, you're fucked. I mean, like, what, what, oh, what joy does he get from killing? Hand-to-hand fight. I mean, like, why? I mean, first of all, we never saw what the mountain did to the hound on screen. I don't think, right? We never saw him no. burn no, he, him. He talked about it. They were kids. He talked about it. So, so this isn't something we're really tracking. Going like, oh man, what he did to him was like, it's all been spoken about, which is fine. But it just became like two big guys are going to fight. This is going to be great. But really, when the hound saw his brother, that is his. That's the best revenge. Well, hang on one you. second. Hello, big brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I, Maybe if the I mean here the mountains seem to show a lot more you know intellect than killing Kyber you know, right. which was oh, probably the funniest death of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, it I was, was just so it was so sudden, <laughs> but I was pretty I know. because Kyburn's one of my favorites. He's just Kyburn so is great. Kyburn is the smartest guy in, in the realm, and he's he's gone. Yeah. Um, although he did more build more zombies, should have built more zombies. Yeah. Um, also, we didn't mention much about Cersei. She just kind of stood there. With yeah. utter confidence as she watched the entire city burn. I know. <laughs> like, wow. Well, said many times she doesn't care about the people. Yep, she sure doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, this is another, this is a, I mean, and I was talking to Kim off, off air a little bit, that for all the women in this episode, they take these really sharp left turns, these crazy Ivans, which I, I just, I mean, she was the most brilliant like tactician she plots and always has a plan always has a backup plan and that here she just sits there stupefied and i i just like you didn't know this was going to be an option you didn't think that the the dragons what happens if the dragons got past your scorpions you were so confident in that she's always had a backup plan and here she just turned into this blithering sort of like the red keep will stop them the red keep will stop them it's like i don't just need one good shot (laughs) has she always had a backup plan though i i mean i feel like her backup plan at all times is just revenge. She just figures well, out. She, it, she she figures out. Okay, yeah, sure. As as was mentioned, I think by Tywin, like you're not as smart as you think you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Tyrion also says, you know, you're not half as smart as I, that. Makes me twice as clever as you. Yeah. It's like she, I think she is. Not well, and Jamie is the stupidest is. Lannister. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, in the past couple of seasons, we've seen her ascend to the throne. You know, through through a mm-hmm. series of of pretty. I mean, she got burned all with her um, children died. And her sons died. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, but it, I mean, it's, she she took again, the throne for Joffrey by force to begin with in season one. 
Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, mean, that's definitely in what Mike's saying about at least having a a strategy or a plan. Um, But she just seems so overly confident in this episode. Like, of course, the Gorkins are going to stop. Of course, I don't care if all the people die. Our soldiers will fight to the last man to defend their queen. She really believes that. There's no possibility they might surrender. That sort of arrogance. I mean, it was a very, a very Hitler kind of thing. Where Hitler was like, you know that. You know, the, the, the people will rise up in Berlin and fight to the last man. And, the, you know, they'll, like that, that it sort of had that sort of like fear bunker kind of thing. Um, but I just expected more. I just wanted her to have we, we saw when, when they're uh, here's what I thought. I thought like she was going to like ring the bells on her own, yeah, let everyone in. And then you see, see those green flashes. Watch. Yeah. What would you have liked? Yeah, I thought she'd have do, some per se. I thought she was going to ring the bells herself. Mm-hmm. Really? All the Ancel are going to march in. And then she was going to blow up the, the oh. Yes, because you saw flashes of green of wildfires. Yeah. Like, what a great thing. And then that would drive Cersei to say, or not Cersei, but Danny to say, oh, you're going to sacrifice your people? Why don't I do it for you? And then right. just torch the place. To me, that had more of an organic feel because I mean, she's that was Cersei's. That. And she's shown she could, she blew up a church, for crying out loud, with full of people. I, and, and so it still would have been a nice, it would have been like, aha, I know how this works. I know how to do this. And then to have Cersei be topped by Danny, as far as like, oh, I can, I can one up you. If mm-hmm. you think, if you think blowing up a few of your people are gonna do it, I will tear down King's Landing completely. Yeah. Interesting. And then that's yeah, when you can get sense. Cersei. Yeah. Then Cersei's finally been trumped. She's like, oh my god. So. And when you talk it, about it's, these it's, kind of character left turns, we didn't really talk about Arya too, but the whole thing with the Hound, where the Hound convinces her in a, like on a dime, don't be like me. <laughs> And in, because, you know, he's only about revenge and she suddenly realizes, OK, I guess there's two names that are still on her list. She could go get them, but she decides she's not going to be that person anymore. That seemed very sudden. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Kim, what do you, you, you we were talking about this again. Um, that didn't bother me, but I could see how people might feel that when he put his hand on her in that mm-hmm. finally in a sort of affectionate way. I was just like, oh, in, in that I, moment. I should point out she's never been touched she, on the show, so. <laughs> no one's ever been touched in the show. <laughs> but in that moment, she she looked to me like a young girl again for the first time in years. Just to see that without that emotional and that armor and that just relentless assassin kind of mm-hmm. persona she has. Just she finally looked like a young girl. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was but, but, cut from different takes, but <laughs> yeah, it was striking. It's striking, but it's also, again, it's another confusing turn because we spent like three to four seasons of her becoming this faceless, you know, no-name person who can assassinate anyone and who does not fear death. And here the hound's like, go, you don't want to be like me. And she's like, okay. And then she's in all this rubble and she's like, oh my God, I'm terrified. It's like, where was all that training? I, she well, just, I, I heard you mention that in our text thread, you know, earlier. I, I It's not like you can you know, whip out needle and defend yourself against a building that's going to fall on you. I, I, I think if no matter how tough you are, if you're in the Twin Towers on 9-11, you're probably yeah. going to freak out and have some sort of issues. She has no training for a tower uh, yeah. falling on her <laughs> and seeing thousands well, but of people I mean, die around her. But isn't that the whole wasn't that the whole lesson from like the many faced God is that death is not something to be feared, it's just something to be embraced and not. <laughs> so you think she should have embraced it and stayed under the building? <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, you can certainly run from back to that. Well, I, but I mean, well, to I, that I, point, she did say like in the previous episode that she couldn't wait to see, you know, when, when they were talking about. I guess it was before the Battle of Winterfell when she said she could. She says to, to uh, Gendry, uh, "I can't wait to see what the next face of death is that or." Uh, 
the mini, the many faces. I can't wait to next. Yeah, what? yeah. No, she says. You know, remember the line where she's like throwing the knives. I know. Yeah, she says, "I know death. He has many faces, or something." Like that. Yeah, but then she yeah. says something about like she she couldn't wait to see. Oh, well, I look forward to meeting this. I'm sorry, that's what it is. Look forward to seeing the, the next one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, but, uh, I was anyway, thinking to they deal, had that derail the Mike's hound point. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but the hound and, and Arya had that little scene, their little quickie scene, when they're standing on that map of Westeros. Yes. Like yeah. three minutes later, Cersei walked right across that map. It's like she should have just stayed there. Yeah, no, she could have got her. <laughs> stab. I know. Just <laughs> stab. Well, Cersei certainly also kind of like chicken walked right past the hound. It's like, excuse me, pardon me, <laughs> just want to get by. <laughs> like, just moving wait, here. <laughs> do you not have secondary objectives, hound? I mean, like killing her is a pretty good thing too because your brother's supposed you to guard her. You know? Smashed her head against the wall like Kyber. Yeah, she's like pop. Oh, see, I can do it too, brother. Um, oh, with, with Arya, <laughs> I'm like, whoops! Oh, okay. Oh uh, my God! So a couple, <laughs> a couple of quick things that we didn't mention. Um, the, the bells ring. Danny starts her burning. Grey Worm mm, grabs burning. a spear, and the unlucky soldier who happened to be right across from him <laughs> gets it right oh, in the yeah. chest. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, he was fully committed no to helmet. that <laughs> Dracaris moment as <laughs> the well. Only unsullied with no helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Got to know who he is. Yeah. yeah. When they all just go mad, as they say, yeah. three hundred blood drunk. <laughs> so John's yeah. trying to stop raping and pillaging from going on, and he yet he's still killing people at the same time. Um, kills his own guy. Yeah, like, he oh, kills his own guy. Stab for you. A couple of interesting things. Uh, we've seen this whole stab season. For <laughs> <laughs> stab for you. Stab for you. At the beginning, uh, during the opening credits, we were you know talking about the new opening credits this season and everything, and we're going into the dungeons and we're going inside the places. There has been special attention on King's Landing this season, if you watch the opening credits, to that tower, and you go down through that tower, and that is mm-hmm. that's the tower where oh, it's like a spiral staircase. Yes, exactly, the spiral mm-hmm. staircase. That's where Clegane Bowl ended, and Cersei escaped cool. there. But she was going to a place called, and Doctor, do you know this? Makers uh, hold fast. Exactly. Very good. Makers hold fast. Doctor, I'm so impressed. <laughs> Maker fest. Maker fest. Hold fast. <laughs> I take this show too seriously. <laughs> it's real people. <laughs> yeah. But then, so we, we've been over Clegane Bowl. We've been over Arya. But, uh, well, like with Arya, again, it, it's, it was such a middle, a weird middle ground for her. So it's like, okay, she's been on this quest. I'm going to kill Cersei. And then, and then. On a dime, she turns and she leaves, mm-hmm. right? So she's like, okay, you're right. Vengeance is good. We have these, like, intercut scenes between the hound fighting the mountain and not being successful and Arya oh, yeah. dodging rubble and not being successful. And what I mm-hmm. thought, like, a, a hero moment is her realizing it's not about revenge. It's about helping your friends. And mm-hmm. the hound is a friend. I thought that was going to be one of those things where she's going to show up and, like, ha-ha, mm-hmm. stab for you. And, like, oh. in, yeah, like, help, <laughs> help him. You. <laughs> because like that's what it's about, or or watch the mountain or the hound like throw the mountain off the you know the side with both of them, and and then she realizes, oh, he's right, revenge just ends like that. Yeah, but Did instead you like of how this kind he, of uh, he over and martelled him and put his hands in his eyes or fingers in his eyes, and, oh. yeah, yeah, oh. but like, he could still see out of his right eye. Yeah, just, just enough. Just I was enough like, ah, don't you fucking die? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was quite fitting that they both end up falling into a giant flame. Yes. too. Fire. yeah, that was. Yeah. Ugh. 
That was How did fitting. you like the whole Euron Jamie battle? I was just going to mention apparently that. Apparently, Jamie can be stabbed in the side five times and <laughs> still climb 5,000 steps. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait. Magical Euron. Jamie Lannister. God. Euron is everywhere. He's everywhere you want to be. He is the, the, the visa of, of <laughs> King's Landing because he just pops he up. Came right to that tiny little beach. <laughs> In full, in full, like leather clothes. Not, you know, he. I guess he swam in the. I want him to come, like, you know, like, oh, I'm completely naked because I had to pull <laughs> off my leather outfit. But no, he was just like, I can swim in a leather outfit. You know, I, Jesus, this was maybe the least plausible thing of the entire show. I'm, I'm yeah. believing the dragons can fly in this show, but I don't believe he that Euron swam a mile, pants. gets out and happens to get there at the exact same moment that Jamie's there. Yeah. These are the things, uh, and I was talking about this with another friend of mine today, that, you know, you can have flying, you can have dragons, you can have wizards, you can have, you can say whatever you want, but if you break common logic laws, the audience is going to go crazy. And that's what happened. People are like, Euron yeah. doesn't make sense. Why does Danny turn? Why is Cersei like this? Why is... It's these little things. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. but... You can well, but that dragon flies. Like, I don't care. How did yeah. Euron get over there <laughs> after funny. getting that's dragon true. fired? Totally. So, Yeah. <laughs> Those things that uh, just start yeah. to take you out of the story, and you're like, oh, oh, but, uh, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I really wanted there to be a moment at the end of that, too, where uh, Euron is so proud that he's the man who killed Jamie Lannister, uh, but I wanted it, there to be some sort of mention of the baby. That he that you know he can't yeah. do anything because he and that and then be wrong about it or something you know right uh, you he want that come up and so like the queen yeah and then you'd be like well it's my baby actually and you're like oh you know I also I'm thought it'd be interesting kill Jamie Lannister eventually I guess I mean you'd have bled out if those rocks didn't hit you and <laughs> oh I sent you guys um, that tweet from Damon Lindelof which I found very funny which is uh, oh what did it say. Oh, you'll have to go back and read it. Where it's oh, okay. it's just he's written. It. Go back and read it. Yes, he's he's written <laughs> okay. out. He's written out this whole thing about. Never mind. Fine. I'm listening. I'm listening. No, no, explain it. I, I was pretending to read it. I'm going back and looking as you instructed. All right, Kim. Kim will do it. All right. Now, meanwhile, so so that that was a ridiculous fight. No one needed to see Jamie versus Euron. It just it's. That character is—he was so much cleaning up of plot garbage, you know, and, and, and solving all problems. And <laughs> one last time he shows up, and he still can't do the job because he stabs Jamie twice, and Jamie just like, ah, now I'm stronger, you know, I can climb more steps because of this. <laughs> Could never climb those steps in King's Landing. Oh, and another thing—that dinghy, very small. I don't know how you're crossing the narrow sea in that yeah, thing. Dinghies are small. Dingy. Well, it's it's like a rowboat. Like, are, are you really going to cross the narrow sea in that? I mean, like, yeah. what the if there's a the storm? Kind. Oh, my goodness. You're complaining about the dinghy size. <laughs> That's why they're the called dinghy. dinghies. The dinghy was too small. And I know we've talked about dinghies before. You will find the outrigger canoe down by the beach. Who do you want him to play? <laughs> Well, like, I, I, oh, Tyrion's whole idea is like, there'll be a dinghy waiting for you. Go to Bravos, start a new life. What are they going to do? Like, hello, Pentos. we are the Bravos players. Go to Pentos. Oh, Pentos. Oh, Pentos. Well, Mentos. You know, fresh and full of life. Pentos. Yes, Pentos, Bravos, Cheerios. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know. They should um, go to they should go to Bravos and meet with the Bravos players, and you know, they have a story to tell you. Arya finds Arya finds a pale horse. And then oh, you skip past them dying together. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Well, well. well, we mentioned it earlier, but 
Um, oh. We didn't. We glossed over it. Yeah, uh, there's some kind of satisfaction in the fact that he did say he wanted to die in the arms of the woman he loved yeah. previously in the previous season. But I it, wanted it, her to it get a face full exactly, of dragonfire. Exactly. <laughs> she died. She died a very. A very pleasant death. I mean, she died in the arms of the person who loves her most. So in, mm-hmm. in some ways, she gets one of the best deaths. She wins. She wins Game of yeah. Thrones. If we're going to die, like, don't you want to die, like, in the arms of your loved one? She does. Her and Jamie do. So for everything they did, they are not punished. They are rewarded. Yeah. But I guess we, uh, I get my final answer that she really was pregnant because I t- still wasn't sure <laughs> yeah. the past few weeks. <sighs> uh-huh. That baby's climbing out of the rubble. It's like, I'm king. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Jamie did have that line. Made by he, talks, he talks wow. about the children. Jamie had that line. I'll play it real quick. The child is the reason she'll never give an inch. Oh, yes. All the worst things she's ever done, she's done for her children. So every, everything, she, the worst thing she's ever done, she's done for her children, which is kind of true. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. Yeah. But again... If it, or well, just I mean, revenge. <laughs> well, yeah, chaining I mean, up Valaria uh, Sand in the dungeon. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, well, it's revenge. Well, that was for her daughter because her daughter was murdered. Well, her daughter dead by that. Point. Yeah, but it was, she's still <laughs> doing it for her things. daughter. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with yeah. that. Pale Captured horse, Arya rides off. We still have one Pale episode horse. of this show left. We got one more glorious episode of this where oh. all will be revealed. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. I, I I just I can only hope that it was like a really bad dress rehearsal for a finale that's going to be spectacular. <gasps> Damn you all! I, I bad dress rehearsal. Well, I I did I, no I still loved the show. I'm not discounting it. I'm not dismissing the episode, but uh, it, the, it it really was like. Uh, it, uh, so unsatisfying, like I said in the beginning. Very, and the the Cersei thing is like tip uh, the icing on the cake. So yeah. frustrating. But that's I mean, what we signed yeah. up for. We we knew this show was going to be frustrating. <laughs> if it was, she had some perfect death, then you'd be like, "It's fan service, bad." <laughs> <laughs> Me? How I don't know. One you? of you. <laughs> <laughs> one of you. <laughs> the unpleasable I mean, fan, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean. It, I, her death was fine to me, to be honest. Like, I was like, whatever. I mean, at that point in time. <laughs> Wait a be- minute. Wow. <laughs> How was well, I mean, that? <laughs> Everything else. No, you because problem- I- you have a problem with the D's, but Cersei is dying that way. You're like, eh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't have. Dingy. The dinghy I have a problem with. I don't understand. That's a logic thing. But, but ultimately, I mean, like, her fault, like, I have a fault with her being so dumb up top, where she's sitting there and it's like, Oh, no, the Red Keep has never fallen. Do you not see this dragon? I mean, she just, she just became an insane person at that point in time. And so whatever happened to her after that was completely forfeit. I mean, this entire season, she has, <laughs> outside of not going to Winterfell with her army, she has not done anything intelligent. She hasn't been in the episodes at all very it's much. It's true. She's had a very small role this season to play. So, I mean, for her to sit there and, like, suddenly go crazy, just as Danny suddenly went crazy, I'm like, oh, okay, great. Everyone goes crazy this episode. And... She's like, I can't, I can't. They won't make but the right. Do you think heat. she really went crazy last season when she blew up the, the, what do you call it? The the uh, the sept. The sept, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe I mean, people but were I mean, describing that she was the Mad Queen at that point. Very possible, but but within this madness, there was such a a cunning to her. You know, there was such a she was she like that was not like done out of. 
I mean, every single step to get to that point of blowing up the mm-hmm. sept was carefully plotted out. And people and now had she's... also pointed out this season, too, that the color scheme of their outfits had sort of matched, too. They're both wearing red now, uh, both mm. Danny and Cersei as the kind of the two mad queens on the opposite sides of the coin. The coin and that was it... flipped because it's a Targaryen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't know how it has landed. If they had more episodes, if they would have... And I pitched this to you, Jason. I mean, I, I think I think they burned through an episode, they sh- a season they shouldn't have. I, th- I think... The White yeah. Walkers should have come through the wall at at the end of season six. Season seven should have been fighting the White Walkers, and then season eight, like okay, the White Walkers are destroyed. Now what? Then we have this whole season to see, like, oh, Danny's kind of unhinged. Oh, Cersei's kind of crazy. Instead, we're yeah. just—it's one episode. We get yeah, one episode I'd, to make I'd these turns. I'd be okay with that. I think you know. I, I, well, I think obviously more more of the show would have been great. I think it's it's we've taken this. The yeah. high speed rail is not only coming from Winterfell. It's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's, it's this one's really show. coming again. Because I could easily take like the whole Dorn subplot off the table and say, you know, we didn't need that. You know, Racist. Dorn, we, well, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I want them to stay Did there. You and be happy, Doctor Bashir. <laughs> I know, I, and, I, and I wished him well. I wish he would have stayed there. I, I saw him in um, the Deep Space Nine documentary. I'm like, oh, you're good. I like him. I like him too. I thought, but they did mention. Offhandedly during the celebration, the uh, the prince, right? The new prince. The new prince. What celebration? celebration. Yeah, when they were having the victory celebration or something. Oh, or, oh. Didn't they they mention a uh, new prince of Dorne? They just didn't mention oh, who oh, it yes. is. So they're. Oh, okay. That may have some part to play in the finale. Who knows? He's pledged to support uh, or something. I hope not. I hope I, not. It's I like, hope I am too. the prince yeah. of Dorne. <laughs> end yeah. in Dorne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still have to end the wrap up the brand story. Brant, not Brant. Braun, Braun, Braun. And we have, well, yeah, Braun. Braun. We yeah. That might have been the last time we see Braun. Yeah. No. He's, he's off in Highgarden. We're going to see yeah, him I mean, ruling Highgarden. Yeah. <laughs> he madness. He sits on the Iron Throne. Like, hey, He'll look at finally this, take over Highgarden and then have a heart attack. <laughs> you know, honestly, if that happened, I would everything would be redeemed. <laughs> be so happy with this show if Braun ended up on the Iron Throne. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. We gotta um, find out what happened with uh, Robin Air and that goofball. Oh God, <laughs> that little nerd! So, oh my God, so many goofballs. Uh, but I, uh, friends, I need to go. The wife, yes, has, uh, uh, has opened the moon door on me. Uh, she's <laughs> she's through. thrown through the moon door. <laughs> yes, it is. It is her bedtime. So uh, we, let's, okay. let's hold on. Let's let's do a double sized uh, Restros of Westros next time, uh, okay. if we can. Or, or if you guys want to do, do it without tomorrow me. or something, we just do. I'm going to have oh, to edit this do. thing, so we might have time to just do a restoros tomorrow. <laughs> do it tomorrow. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to do it from the ash store <laughs> in uh, King's Landing. <laughs> the ash store. Oh, All right. Yes. Before... <laughs> All right. Oh my God. All right. Falling through the moon door. <laughs> I fall right, through the moon we'll, door. We'll continue this later. <laughs> The madness. All right, madness. So should we sign off right now? Well, uh, we might as well sign off, and then we can add Ben in, and then we'll do the Restoros. It'll be a well, mad mix. Like, why don't we make it like a, an additional episode? I mean, we produce okay. more content. Yeah, All right, there so. you go. We'll have a don't, special. Don't say no to extra content. Special no, Restoros <laughs> of Westeros <laughs> next time. Yes. All right, very good. Well, then, uh, thank you for listening, Nancy. Um, Joe. Joe Donatelli. <laughs> Joe Donatelli. The two of you. you. The two of you. And 99 other people who we don't know. Yes, yes. Uh, hey. I'm Mike McCafferty. I'm Kim Miller. And I'm Jason McCarris. And you've been listening to. Hoder. 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 Hoder.
the dinghy. Dinghy. The dinghy of the Belzies. You and your heart jeans. Hold on. 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 This is all good stuff. All right, we're and rolling. Control, so whenever, whenever you want, Ben. Okay, so, so tell us about you, your your thoughts of season eight. This is Ben Ben Plummer here. He's a, a good friend of mine. Um, Kim, what are you doing? All right, so, uh, <laughs> but we brought him in because I need some backup here because Kim and Jason they're not seeing the way, and Ben <laughs> and I are in lockstep. Like the Unsullied. We walk together. Like, so like ben, the rest set, of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> set, set these two straight. Tell them Tell them no. about what's going on with Game of Thrones. Well, okay. Well, I just, I don't, I feel like anybody who's defending the season isn't watching the same <laughs> show that I'm watching. Um, it's just, it's, it's so well made. And the craftsmanship behind it is so good. And it's just, it's not backed up by anything of substance. Like the writing has gone off the rails. I, I really believe that this last season has ruined the entire series. That if anybody starts watching the series fresh from the beginning, and they've somehow avoided all the spoilers, by the time they get to season eight, they're going to share the same, what the hell is going on that I have? Um, it's just, it, it's it, get, the characters are going out the window. Uh, plot is not tracking. Everything is just falling apart. And it's such a bummer because I love the show so much. Um, and like, I don't even mind. Like, I'm not even mad that like Danny took a weird turn at the end, right? That, or that she took this heel turn. I'm mad that apparently they had to do it in one episode. So everything that they're doing, all these decisions, don't feel justified. They don't feel earned. Anybody who's still apologizing for the show or defending it, I just I can't understand why. Because you, the only way you can be enjoying this season is if you somehow low chart yourself through seven eight through all eight seasons you're like oh no see it, it all connects it's all been there since the beginning and to me i don't think that is good storytelling i don't think that's good tv well thank you for your comments a- ben uh <laughs> and i will invalidate all of those right now and kick you off <laughs> no way no way he is the trolley lower his volume <laughs> <laughs> mute <laughs> and, and then you take I over do, saying and it's great I do, I, and, and I, I will say that I, as much as I'm talking trash, I, I like the show a lot. I'm just, such, I'm so disappointed in this season. It's, it's just, just been it's devoted just, from really love to really like. Sounds like Mike talking about Discovery. <laughs> well, I tell you, this, I, I am, I can't be happier than, than Ben's take here. Ben is like the King Euron. He, he appears magically in our podcast whenever I need him with whatever device I need, and he slays the both of you. He's the pod slayer. <laughs> now, now I will die with my eyes open as I fuck. You guys continue your podcast. All right. All right. Thanks, Ben. All right. Bye. bye. Farewell, Ben. You send uh, your letters to Ben Plymer, care of Hodorcast. Well, he represents of one and not the extreme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this slightly extreme take. Uh, Which, of course, sure Mike loved. Of course. So that's why Mike brought him on. He, he wanted he, he was writing Ben like Drogon. <laughs> he set fire oh, to this yeah. entire podcast. Kidding? He's my mountain. He's my Euron. <laughs> set fire to the because podcast. We've had a lot of conversations. <laughs> Dracarys. 
rides up Podcaris, sets it all ablaze. Podcaris. Uh, we've had long, we're supposed to be talking about certain stuff, and then we inevitably talk for like an hour about this. And he just he just goes off on these rants, and um, he is lighting all of King's oh, Landing on a fire. So he's great. It's too bad so, he's wrong. 